Your heart. It's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice. Jamie Benn tries to go cross ice. Now they send it through. Shot right on Morazic makes the save as he robs Como. Backhand chance bounces and Morazic makes the save. There's a dangerous chance there by Benn off of the backhand. That might be the best save of the night for Peter. Yeah, I agree with that. Five seconds left. Dallas has to tag up. Aho doing great work in the corner. He gets to the puck to Niederreiter. One second left. Welcome back, Peter Morazic. Hasn't played since January 30th and his third shutout of the season. Podcast with host Adam Gold, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now here's the host of the Canes Corner Podcast, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold. Carolina bounces back from a disappointing 3-2 loss Saturday night and less than 24 hours later. And with a new goaltender, somebody we haven't seen in about nine weeks, they defeat the Stars 1-0. Very, very good hockey game played by the Hurricanes. Way better than Dallas, although Dallas, with a late push, uh, made this game very hairy for the Hurricanes. But got to give a lot of credit to the Canes team defense, which really did a great job of limiting Dallas's uh, best scoring chances. They weren't a ton. Peter Morazic came up big when he had to come up big. A nice way to get back into the flow for Morazic. Uh, and the Hurricanes pick up two points they really, really had to have. Uh, we'll, uh, we got a lot of stuff to do. We'll talk to Alec Campbell in a little bit. We'll do a recap. And man, recapping the scoring is going to take like no time. Uh, but that's all right. One nothing Hurricanes win. Of course, the Canes Corner Podcast brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. Siding, roofing, entry doors, storm doors, bay windows, bow windows, they've got it. you got to go online for a free no-obligation estimate at AluminumCompany.com. All right, we'll start off with the, uh, you know, I don't know. He wasn't my number one star because everything came late, although maybe he should have been my number one star. Did not realize that the shot total had gotten all the way to 28 because uh, it was very, very low for most of the game. Uh, but we'll start with the guy we hadn't seen since January 30th, Peter Morazic. Uh Not a lot going on the first couple of periods. There were a couple of chances and Peter was fine. I thought in the second period, uh, made a couple of good saves. He was a little concerning with the glove. I was worried about rebounds that would happen in the third period when Dallas made their inevitable push. Uh, but no, Peter got better. Peter got significantly better. I, I think the third period, yes, there were more chances, but I think the third period was by far his best period. Uh, and I think he looked uh, as good as he's going to look, to be perfectly honest. Uh, whenever Peter stays calm in his net, Peter's probably going to have a good night. Peter Morazic's biggest problems are when he strays, when he overcommits, when he's too excitable. Uh, but Peter was very, very calm tonight. The only time we saw him flopping around was when he dove on a puck uh, after a pretty nifty chance, I believe, by uh, by Mark Pishik. Uh, and you know, I think we'll uh, we'll actually hear that at some point. Uh, but it was a good effort by the Hurricanes. Uh, again, top to bottom, start to finish, defense. Uh, the second period was their best period. Uh, I think their first period was probably their second best period, but I thought Carolina was good in the third, too. I think they were a little cautious in the third period, uh, but at the same time, uh, unlike the first game, where Dallas controlled the pace of the game and the neutral zone, I thought this was Carolina controlling the pace of the game and the neutral zone. I thought it was a relatively even 
first period, except that Carolina, when they got the puck into Dallas's end, there was just, they had plenty of, you know, uh, possession and they had shot attempts and all that. Second period was dominant. Thankfully, they got the goal 40 seconds in. Uh, third period, not as great for Carolina. Dallas, again, made their inevitable push. Uh, but again, I thought it was probably an even period. Carolina had great moments, uh, just couldn't figure out a way to get a goal. Uh, Brady Shea had tons of chances. Brady Shea playing the role of Dougie Hamilton tonight will be Brady Shea. Seven shots on goal, 11 shot attempts. He had four hits. Big hit on uh, Delandria. Just a huge hit. He actually absorbed a couple tonight. Uh, it was a low power play game. Carolina got the game's only power play. Now maybe people be, will be quiet about that. Uh, again, you know how I feel. This is across the board, any sport. Uh, it is rare when officials... Uh, first of all, officials don't go out of their way to target or uh, protect any player. They just don't. They re- I mean, shouldn't I shouldn't say they don't. Uh, it's just rare. So we have to stop thinking that the officials have it out for the Hurricanes. Uh, Kane's got the only power play. Uh, the only they could have gotten another one, although they evened it up uh, with matching minors, which is fine. Uh, Blake Como hit Steven Lorenz high. Uh, Cedric Paquette dropped the gloves uh, to fight. He gets unsportsmanlike conduct. Maybe he said something. I don't know, uh, but I actually was okay with four on four. I like the Hurricanes at four on four anyway. And for I wasn't entirely sure that it should have been a penalty on Blake Como. Like, I think the, the point of contact was the chest, and I think Lorenz was kind of leaning in a little bit. Uh, and I'm not saying head down. I don't think that should matter. Uh, but I think the point of contact was the chest and not the head. Uh, but it is what it is. I was okay with four on four. Uh, but uh, really, I don't think Carolina had anybody who didn't play well tonight. Um, they they had certainly guys who played better than others, and I think their best lines were the Trocheck line and the Stall line, um, and you know Trocheck with Martinuk and Marty Natchez, Stall with uh, Niederreiter and Fogel. That line has been superb uh, since they were put together. Uh, but I thought Trocheck again, man, Vincent Trocheck is having a season, man. Uh, he gets the uh, the primary assist on the Jordan Martinuk goal. You'll hear that in a little bit. Uh, he's now scored. Uh, he has a scoring point in 10 straight games that he's played. Blank the NHL if they don't call that a 10-game point streak. That's exactly what it is. Uh, he won 9 of 15 faceoffs. He had 19-13 uh, of time on ice. That was the most among Hurricane centers. Uh, Brett Pesci had a big game. Uh, again, I mentioned uh, Brady Shea uh, played 22-31. He had four hits, seven, 11 shot attempts. He just uh, and had some great scoring chances. If he could have elevated the puck on the move in front of Ottinger, uh, he would have had his second goal of the season, but he just couldn't get the puck up, and Ottinger's pad was in the way. Mrazek ends up making 28 saves. Uh, but really, there was nobody that didn't play well, I think, for Carolina. Uh, and a good response after last night's disappointing loss. Because think about what they did Saturday night. I thought Saturday night was basically an even game. I mean, basically an even game. Again, I think Dallas dictated the pace, uh, and they were first to the physicality. And Carolina made too many mistakes. Tonight, they didn't make all of those mistakes. There were turnovers. Please, uh, do not... Do not even for a second think that there were no ugly turnovers. There were plenty of them. Uh, They just didn't cost Carolina tonight. Now, you're going to have turnovers. You're going to have turnovers. So, in a way, Carolina was a little fortunate. But here's the difference between last night and tonight. When Carolina turned the puck over, they were there. They were there and they were engaged physically in the game. Uh, and I got a text from the uh, the gentleman who uh, who did play by play for the game. Uh, you might re- you might remember him. He used to work here, John Forslund. Uh, where he said, "That's a good, hard hockey win." That was a playoff game 
for the most part, in terms of the way it was played. Now, in all honesty, Carolina's got to get more out of their scoring opportunities when they're that dominant. I mean, you, you can't, they couldn't be, a, you can't be up 2 one nothing after two periods the way those two periods were played. You got to have more than one goal because ultimately you leave it for a bad bounce. And there was a deflection in front that just kind of trickled wide. Now, Morazic flashed his pad, so if it was on net, he would have gotten it. But if that, if the deflection had a little bit more on it and on net, I mean, it's probably past him. And that's all it took. Jamie Benn had the uh, the deflection in front that went over the bar. Um, Carolina, y- you have to get more out of your chances than that. Uh, Jordan Stahl comes in. He has a partial breakaway. You got to put the puck on net. He tried to get a rebound, uh, but he tried to leave it for Nino. And uh, the, uh, I think Alexiak uh, got his stick to the, uh, to the, even before the pass, got his stick on Stahl's stick, and that was that. Uh, that situation went away. Uh, Marty Natchez, uh, try to make a pass through traffic in front, uh, and they didn't ultimately didn't get a shot there, and it goes wide. Uh, they look, you just have to do better. We all know uh, what happened, but uh, every time Dallas made a little bit of a push, Carolina was standing them up at the blue line. They were deflecting pucks. Brett Pesci uh, completely eliminated. Again, I'm not a hundred percent sure uh, who it was. I think it was Gurianov, was in front on the doorstep about to redirect uh, what would have been the tying goal, and Pesci got stick on stick, and that never happened. Um, That's why Brett, one one of the reasons why Brett Pesci is one of the best pure defensemen in the sport. And by the way, he had a 17th assist tonight. Yeah, quietly, Brett Pesci, 17 assists. Uh, and not all of those are power play, and he's getting tons of power play time. He's on the second unit. Uh, and, you know, the interesting part about Brett Pesci on the second unit of the power play is that he's down along the half wall. <laughs> he's not even up at the point. Uh, of course, Carolina really only goes with one guy on the point, and that's, uh, that's Dougie Hamilton. Uh, he's at the top of the umbrella. But, um, you know, Brett Pesci's getting power play time, but uh, his assists have come really five on five. Uh, so good performance by Carolina. Uh, really top to bottom. Here's the, uh, you know, we talked about last night as well as the first game against Chicago being great Corsi games. And uh, today was another great Corsi game, but at least the Hurricanes were dominant in this Corsi game and they weren't just flinging pucks on net uh, and uh, making the possession stats look better. Uh, 75-47, this is in all situations, but again, uh, we had two minutes of four on four and one Hurricanes power play. So for the most part, this is the game. 75 to 47 shot attempts. 38-16 scoring chances. That's right. 38 for 16 scoring chances against. All these numbers from Natural Stat Trick. 20 to 4 high danger scoring chances for the game. 38-28 shots on goal. That is outstanding. And again, how was it only one nothing? Expected goals for for the Hurricanes tonight, five. Expected goals against, one and a half. One nothing game. <laughs> Goaltenders are very good, obviously. Uh, Ottinger is, uh, he, yeah, Carolina uh, threw a lot of rubber at him for two nights, and he only allowed in three goals. Uh, he was obviously outstanding. Um, if we're, if I was legitimately doing stars, he would have been probably the uh, the third star of the game. Um, I gave my stars to Brady Shea, Peter Morazic, and Jordan Martinuk. I thought Martinuk was an impactful player tonight, uh, playing with Trocek and Martin Natchez. He gets the game's only goal as well. But again, I thought he was um, I thought he was really good. Uh, he didn't play a ton. He played about 15 minutes, just shy of 15 minutes, but I thought he was excellent. And this is what Carolina can do. Just about all of their grinder players, with the exception being uh, maybe Steven Lorenz and uh, Cedric Paquette, but all of their other grinder forwards, McGinn, Fogle, Martinook, Fost, they can all play up. Um, Fost is better suited to play up on a regular basis, 
But Martin can give you all sorts of energy uh, and uh, a hell of a forecheck, and I thought that he was great at that tonight. Um, and he can do that on a limited for a limited time. You're not going to play the you're not going to play the last 20 games with Jordan Martinuk playing on your uh, your top or you know one of, you know in a top nine role. But uh, he was really good tonight, and uh, again he got the games only goal. So uh, good effort by the Hurricanes. Uh, the only downside is the injury to Brock McGinn upper body for Brock McGinn to not come back and miss the last period and a half. Uh, to me, that's significant. Uh, he is about as indestructible as you get. Uh, I hope he won't be gone very long. There's a lot of reasons why you want Brock McGinn on the ice. One, uh, he is one of those grinder players. Now, hopefully at some point, Tavo Teravainen will come back. Uh, but if he doesn't, now that means that uh, your fourth line will be Lorenz, Geeky, and Paquette. Look, Carolina's got some depth among the forward group. Uh, but as I've been saying for weeks, they still need to add a forward. I, if I were them, I'd be looking to add a forward. Uh, I'll tell you a guy I like very much, and I know his name has been mentioned uh, in connection to the Hurricanes, is Sam Bennett with Calgary. Um, now, I don't know. Maybe they'd send a, a, a private plane for him so he wouldn't have to quarantine for about a week. Uh, but uh, he plays a pretty heavy game. He's not a real big guy, but he's a uh, plays a feisty game. And he's also got some good history in postseason. And, uh, you know, the Hurricanes are going to the postseason. So uh, you have to think about, uh, you know, what kind of an impact he'd make uh, in the next part of this journey. Uh, But if Brock McGinn can't play, that's another grinder. He's also, um, you know, it's not even arguable. Uh, Statistically speaking, Brock McGinn is their best penalty-killing forward. Now, fortunately for them, they've got a bunch of guys who can kill penalties. So uh, not even an issue uh, for them. Uh, Let's get to the recap, and uh, then we'll talk to Alec Campbell on the other side. Uh, So before we we get to the recap, uh, and this is all part of the recap, it was the first time that this guy had been back. Justin Dowling circling around, throws it to the front. Morazic makes the save, rebound chance, pops into the corner. Going after it is Paquette, kept in at the blue line. Haskinen has it, trying to dance away from Brock McGinn. Gets to the slot, puts one right on, and Morazic easily detects that, and he'll hang on. And Jamie Benn tries to go cross ice, now they send it through. Shot right on, Morazic makes the save as he robs Como. Now Peshek with the puck, he flips one right on, it was deflected. Morazic with a save for the right pad, and then he dives on the puck, and he'll get a whistle. Backhand chance, bounces, and Morazic makes the save. As a dangerous chance there by Ben off of the backhand. That might be the best save of the night for Peter. Yeah, I agree with that. There was a, uh, a lot of that, especially in the third period where Peter was uh, his busiest as Dallas put 12 shots on goal. Nothing in the first. Carolina was the best, better team in the first period. Uh, then in the second, man, if you were late getting back to your seat, maybe you went to uh, to the men's room, you went to the fridge. I don't know, wherever you went to, uh, you might have missed it. And the Canes with a quick up. Trocek sends it in. Martinuk, he shoots, he scores! Jordan Martinuk with a snipe, and the Canes go up. one nothing. 40 seconds into the second period. Yep, that was, uh, that was a great play. Brett Pesci makes the first pass. Vincent Trocek springs Martinuk basically in on a breakaway uh, with the second pass right at the blue line. And Martinuk went uh, decisively blocker side high, one nothing. Carolina, there are a couple of other chances, grade A chances in the second period uh, that just didn't go, but... Uh, a good, uh, a good period, great period. Just only the one goal. That was Martinuk's second goal of the season. And again, for Vincent Trocheck, another assist. That's assist. That's points in now ten consecutive games that he has played. Uh, that's that's the recap. Wait, no, there is one more thing that you need to hear. Five seconds left. Dallas has to tag up. Aho doing great work in the corner. He gets to the puck. To Niederreiter. One second left. Since January 30th, and his third shutout of the season helps the Canes get a one-nothing victory tonight against the Stars. Yeah, that uh, that's really good. And now Carolina is just 
three points behind Florida, two games in hand. And don't you know who's coming to PNC Arena? The Florida Panthers. So this should be a fun week, right? Florida, then Detroit, then Nashville. But the Florida Panthers are coming to PNC Arena for the final two times on uh, this week. It'll be Tuesday and Thursday, and I cannot wait for the battle for... Honestly, this is basically, uh, barring a major hot streak, uh, these two games will probably go a long way to deciding whether or not the Hurricanes uh, can finish first in the division. Uh, Because if they, uh, you know, they'll still have games in hand, uh, but they can't lose them. They can't lose them. They can't be uh, they can't be given points away. So uh, two huge games coming up against Florida Panthers. Good thing is, I think Carolina's played their best hockey against the best teams in the division, and that's Florida and Tampa. Got a winning record against Florida. Uh, they've played Tampa even so far this season. Uh, it's been uh, it's been some of the other games that have been kind of head scratchers. Uh, but I think uh, Carolina is well, especially if they can take some of this that they did tonight into uh, this week against the Florida Panthers. We'll take a short break. We'll come back with Alec Campbell on the other side. It's the Canes Corner Podcast. Give us a rating. Give us a review. Follow us wherever you get your podcast, and then it shows up automatically wherever you get that podcast. Right? All right. Alec Campbell next. My man, Alec Campbell, Stormwatch Aftermath. Intermissions, Hurricanes Radio Network, uh, and it's Masters Week, and we started on a good note, <laughs> right? One nothing. We birdied the uh, we birdied the tenth, uh, and then we parred our way in uh, for a one shot victory. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that at Augusta, right? In round number one, <laughs> you'd, you'd you'd take that just about every time, I would think. Opening round um, seventy one, yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, and, uh, good, good for Jordan speed today to get a win. I wonder what his uh, odds for Augusta are now based on that, but he's been playing, he's been playing really well lately and he played well today. He did. So good for him. Um, (laughs) yes. Masters week, uh, live (laughs) from will be a staple on my television. Did I tell you that uh, Brandon Brandon Chambly follows me on Twitter now? Does he really? Yeah. It's very odd. That's awesome. Yeah. I've, I've, for, for what reason? I'm not sure, but uh, he does. All right. Let's uh, let's get to this, uh, this game. Um, I was told by several people tonight that this is the same game they played yesterday, except they didn't make the bad mistakes. I'm like, nah, it wasn't. <laughs> this was much better because uh, there were still yeah. turnovers, but this was a much better game. Uh, although third period, Dallas with the, you know, inevitable push. Uh, but Carolina, Carolina was so much better in the neutral zone at their own blue line. Uh, Dallas didn't get through with a lot of great chances in this game. Uh, and a lot of that was because yeah. Carolina was on it, uh, basically defensively. Forwards, defensemen, it was a much better game than it was yesterday. I thought it was a really good game. I, I don't think there were a, a ton of mistakes to pick out. Um, you know, there were some times when I still thought they had a couple of, you know, some trouble getting it out of their own end. Yeah. But, um, you know, that that's going to happen, you know, from, from time to time. Yeah, that was so good, that's I think. okay. Uh, yeah, I, I just, I thought tonight was just, it was a different kind of win. I thought than what we're normal, what we're used to seeing, you know, one, nothing. I mean, how often do we see a one, nothing game? I mean, not very often, right? you know, and I mean, the hurricanes matched the physical intensity of the game. In fact, I thought they were better. The stat of the night for me is the hits. <laughs> 54 on. hits Are you kidding for me? Carolina tonight. <laughs> Cedric Paquette had eight of them. Um, you know, they had 21 hits in the first period, Yeah, which, you know, a lot of times best their numbers for an entire game. That's um, a good and game. I know that that's not, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and I know that, that that's not always the telltale sign for the physical nature of the game, but Carolina, you know, Carolina took it to them. I mean, in terms of, 
the physical nature of the game. So I appreciated that from them. Um, and then no one really made that egregious of a mistake at any point tonight. I did think it was interesting that Peter said his first period wasn't very good. He wasn't really happy with it, which I told Tripp kind of reminds me of like a, a pitcher who, who pitches a perfect game or a no hitter and says they have a bad warm up. I've never heard a pitcher who throws a perfect game tell me they weren't spiking balls in the bullpen before they went out there. <laughs> so maybe that was a good thing for Peter that, uh, you know, it, it, it didn't go as well in the first period. I don't know. How could I'm we tell? things up. Dallas but, only had yeah, like 10 shot tell. attempts in the period. They had six shots on goal in the first period, and I'm not sure any of them were all that dangerous. No. Um, so, yeah, just, I, 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 just a different kind of grindy physical win for the Hurricanes. I thought they were dominant in the second period. I was a little concerned that they didn't squeeze enough juice out of the second period. Um, and I, I was just worried that that was going to come back and bite them in the third. And I do think Dallas played their best period in the third. Yeah. I thought Peter had to make his, his hardest saves in the third period through traffic a couple of times. Um, but he made them. And Peter has five appearances this year. Three shutouts. That seems pretty good. <laughs> and, uh, yes, five appearances, three shutouts, uh, and he played 247 the last time out versus Dallas uh, before he and Max McCormick decided to rearrange his blocker thumb. Uh, but, yeah, they, they were, you know, Carolina was good in the first period, great in the second period, and I thought they were still good in the third. I just think, you know, Dallas was doing what Dallas yes. had to do. Um, so it really wasn't Carolina falling off. It's like, well, Dallas only has one option here. Uh, they're going right. to go full speed ahead. And the Carolina had some chances in the third period too. Uh, it's funny. I mean, they could have scored four or five goals tonight. Uh, some of it mm -hmm. was Ettinger or Ottinger having a really good game. Again, I think Ottinger was better tonight than he was yesterday by a lot. Um, so part of it was that. And part of it was like a little bit of uh, indecisiveness offensively. Why isn't Jordan Stahl shooting that puck rather than trying to make right. a pass? Nino Niederreiter, uh, Natchez waited too long to make a move, and then he ran out of ran, ran out of space. Couldn't even make the pass. Um, so they had some opportunities. I thought their one of their best chances was Brady Shea coming down the left side, oh, yeah. uh, and if he could just elevate the puck on the backhand, he's got a goal but he couldn't elevate the puck. He had room to do it. He just couldn't do it. Uh, so they had a bunch of scoring chances that didn't go. Um, so it could have been, you know, that could have easily been a 3 nothing win. Uh, but they played good hard hockey. And I, I mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast. Uh, a friend of ours, Alec, a friend of ours who might have done this game for NBC Sportsnet, uh, mm -hmm. said, that's good hard hockey. Good win. Yeah. It was a good win. It was, a, it was a, a playoff style game tonight. Yeah. And I, I, I want to see more of that. You know, I want it. That's, that's, that's really the kind of game I want to see more of from the Hurricanes. Um, you know, they were tough to play against tonight. So I liked it from them. You know, I, I, I have been a critic of their physical game for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, and so I was glad that they were able to put forth that kind of effort tonight because yeah. it just tells me that it's in there. Yeah. It's just a matter of finding it, you know, and uh, they found it tonight. So that's good. So you mentioned, um, uh, Cedric, and they needed, they, they needed a rebound. Yeah. They, they yeah. needed a rebound win too. After last night, I, I, last night's loss felt, I don't know, felt a little, uh, like it wasn't the worst game they've ever played, but the loss felt like it was an impactful loss for whatever reason. Yeah, I think because they got dictated to. I, yeah. I think, and they, uh, John and Pierre, John Forslund, who did the game for NBC Sports, and Pierre McGuire, uh, who apparently now will do all of the Hurricanes games on NBC Sportsnet. Um, they were talking about it and that Carolina had the game dictated to them. In both games in Chicago, they just happen to win one. Um, right. And, you know, that's not something that we, we said that, 
I mean, it was obvious that they had the game dictated to them both Tuesday and Thursday of last week, uh, and they had the game dictated to them, uh, you, you know, last night, Saturday night. Uh, so this game, they they did the dictating. And again, they could have scored more goals. They should have scored more goals yesterday against Dallas, but didn't. Uh, but the game was played more the way Dallas wanted to play, and tonight Carolina controlled basically everything. And it was it was just good to watch. And yeah, they need to be a more physical team. They don't have to. You're not going to have 54 hit games a lot. No, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I mean, that's a video game. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Paquette had eight. Martinuk had seven. Svechnikov had six. Hamilton and Stahl had five each. Brady Shea had four hits. And playing the role of Dougie Hamilton tonight will be Brady Shea. Four hits, seven shots on goal, 11 yeah. shot attempts. So. Yeah, I loved Brady's game tonight. Yeah. Um, I gave him a third star. I thought he was going to score a goal. Look at you. Look at you. Yeah. I think we're going to go three for three. I think we're going to go three for three in stars. <laughs> uh, we'll uh, we'll whip out our stars in a little bit. Yesterday uh, and uh, in another game, we kind of uh, mocked Corsi, right? A great game for Corsi. Yeah. Well, this was a great game yeah. for Corsi, too. Um, it looked like a great game for Corsi. It was. Corsi was, uh, Corsi was my first star. Uh, 75-47 shot attempts. 38-16 scoring chances. 20-4 to high danger scoring chances. <laughs> I mean, just yeah, absolutely dude. amazing. Uh, it was. It really was uh, a great game for Carolina top to bottom. Uh, who, were their, who was their best line tonight? The Hurricanes, yes. I think their best line was um, um, let's see. I, I'm trying to remember. So it was it was Aho, Spech, and Fox. I don't think that was the best line. No. Um, Trocheck, Martinuk, and Natchez. Uh, that that's probably my vote. Yeah, Trocheck, Martin, Okinagis. I think it was. <laughs> I think it was. I think I think that yeah. that group played really well tonight. And I I, I don't know that Natchez wasn't the third best player on that line, but I thought Natchez played well. Um, and I loved Stahl, Niederreiter, and Fogel. They're they, they I thought they were very good. Fogel had one stretch. I he uh, Fogel turned the puck over. I almost said the ball. Uh, actually, I did. Uh, Fogel turned the puck over three times, basically in one shift. Uh, but other than that, I thought Warren was excellent again tonight. He's a, he has uh, he's on about a two week run of playing really good hockey, um, and he's one of those players that gives Carolina a speed, physical, size element that you absolutely have to have in the playoffs. So, um, for my money, that's, uh, I mean, Trocek's line was the best line. I thought the stall line was the second best line. Uh, I th- it was good to see uh, Svechnikov. I thought, I thought Andre played pretty well tonight. He didn't play great, uh, but I thought he played pretty well. Uh, that line had some chances. They just kind of misfired a few times, but uh, I thought that line was good. I thought Jesper Foss played well again, which he does basically every night. So... Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree with any of that. Um, I thought the fourth line played played pretty well yeah. for what they do. Yeah, they shut him down. Um, Rod didn't put him on the ice in like the last seven or eight minutes, maybe even ten minutes. But uh, that's okay. Yeah, there's only they yeah. probably only missed uh, maybe one shift in that period of time. Uh, I thought Stephen Lorenz was good. Uh, what'd you make of the uh, of the matching minors on the Como hit? on Lorenz and then Paquette getting the unsportsmanlike. Um, I mean, I, I really didn't think too much of it. Um, I mean, I didn't really, was the hit bad? I mean, I don't, I don't think it was that bad. I didn't think so either. Um, That's why I was okay with matching minors. I didn't even think Como really deserved the penalty. Yeah. I mean, why did, Puckett get a get a matching minor. I mean, all he did was roll over and just shove somebody. Yeah, he dropped his I mean, gloves. No. I don't know if that is an automatic. Uh, but then again, so did Jamie Alexiak, I think. But uh, he must have. It said looked something. like Lorenz was trying to go with somebody, and then yeah, then you know the guy uh, 
and then you know someone was talking Paquette off the ledge. He was like, "Dude, I don't want to fight you right now." Do you see that? That was Alexiak. Yeah, he's like, "Nah, you don't want to. Let's not do this. I don't want to do this." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought it was a good hit. Uh, you know, and maybe you know people time. don't realize that that's that's generally what happens in the league. Like these guys talk about it, right? And they basically agree to fight. <laughs> And if one guy says he doesn't want to do it, then most of the time that's respected. Right. Right. Um, unless one guy just really, really wants to fight another guy, then he'll just try to keep goading him into it. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's whatever. Stupid. <laughs> it is. Uh, it is stupid. All right. Um, whip out your stars for me. All right, Brady Shea was my third star tonight. Right. Second star for me was Martin Oak. First star was Morazic. Had I realized that a fa- that there were twenty eight shots, I didn't realize there were that many shots on goal in the third period. Uh, at, so I actually had it: Shea, Morazic, Martin Oak. I thought I thought Jordan was great tonight. Um, so, I'm, but I'm so I'm not going to change it. But had I realized that it was twenty eight saves, I probably would have flipped it. Uh, but I went uh, Shea, Marazic, Martinuk. But we had the same. They had the same group. We saw the same game, Alec Campbell. I mean, you could you could flip them. No, it's you know, fine. It's no fine. big deal. I actually think you. Like, I, you know, I think you got it right tonight. Yeah, I mean, uh, that was uh, really the Martinuk goal. I thought was a good play all around yep. from a bunch of people. I mean, it's just good good recognition from Pesci on the line change from Dallas and he threw a great pass to Trocheck and Trocheck just on fire right now. Um, and then Martinuk with an unlikely finish, which was, uh, which was good to see. Apparently his, his pops told him to, you know, that he scored tons of goals to stop gripping the stick so hard, just to have fun, blah, blah, blah. So Martinuk gave his pops an assist. Always, always listen to dad. Somebody should tell that to yeah, my kids. Exactly. <laughs> Somebody right. should tell that to my kids. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought he was. I thought he was excellent. And you know, Martin Oak is the kind of guy who, uh, for a short, like for a short stretch, he can play up. He can impact positively impact Trocheck and Natchez. Um, I don't know what the deal is with Brock McGinn, who didn't play the last period and a half. Uh, hopefully. You know, it's not something serious. You know, for doesn't McGinn, sound good for McGinn to not play. Um, that's yeah. never good because he is basically indestructible. Um, yeah, that's what Rod said after the game. He was like, "It's not good," and he's like, "And you know, it's hurt. You know, he's hurt because he's the toughest kid I've been around since I quit playing." Right. So he tried to come back out and play on it. Right. And it didn't work. Um, so whatever it is, I mean, it sounds like we're not, we're going to be without McGinn for at least the next game. And I would, I'm just going to guess, you know, a couple more. Uh, well, the next two are against Florida. Isn't this fun? Uh, Florida comes in, Florida leads the division. They have 56 points. They won again tonight. Uh, Drieger shut out Columbus three, nothing. Uh, they are 26, nine and four. Tampa. Tampa got smoked. How do you lose 5-1 at home to Detroit? What is know. that? Talk yeah, about that's... taking the night off, Tampa. Seriously. <laughs> uh, and... Good for the Canes. Yeah, it is good for the Canes. Um, this is a sneaky, big uh, two-game series against the Florida Panthers. This is almost mm-hmm. like... No error. Yeah. Kind of... did If you don't... I mean, you got to... You have to at least hold serve. You have to at least, you know, uh, come out of this with the same amount of points as Florida, but you really need to win it because, um, you know, you, you've got two games in hand, but there's a three-point separation, uh, which means basically in order to pass them, you got to win both of those games, and you can't guarantee that, obviously. Uh, so it's important to gain some ground on Florida in these in these two games. And the games that these two teams have played have been really good all year long. So... Should be fun. And they don't have Ekblad. Remember, uh, yeah. he, he got hurt. He's for out the rest for the, year. the season. He's done. 
Um, and I'm, assu- I'm assuming the Hurricanes will just bring Morgan Geeky back in the lineup. And yes. he'll probably, I'm, I'm assuming he'll play center on the, on the fourth line. Right. And um, Lorenz will take over for McGinn. Um, who's, you know, pretty big loss. I mean, I know McGinn, you know, it's not a, he's not a, a goal scorer necessarily. In fact, I think he's, he's gone a bunch of games without even getting a point Yeah. after starting off with six goals in the first, I don't know, whatever it was, 10 games or something like that. Um, but he's a big time penalty killer. And, their best penalty killing you know, forward actually. Yeah. Yeah. He's their best penalty yeah. killer. And, uh, you know, of course we, we didn't talk about the, uh, the penalty disparity tonight either. Yeah, it was, <laughs> I loved your yeah, tweet. Or power play, dis- power play disparity. <laughs> I loved your tweet. Carolina got 100% of the power plays tonight. <laughs> they got all the power plays tonight. <laughs> so now what? Uh, yeah, but... Uh, Are you telling, you telling me they committed no penalties? <laughs> uh, we, we, had, wait, we had a game with almost 100 hits in it, and we had one penalty. We yeah. actually had three penalties. One but, penalty. And one power three play. Three penalties, one power play. <laughs> Uh, yes, I, I retweeted that with Svechnikov was not the beneficiary yeah. of the call, so it does not right. count for them. Right. So, yeah, that was, uh, yeah. was a good game. It was such a talking point for so many people. I mean, I heard it. I heard it from so many people after last night that I just figured everyone would then realize that tonight the referees were on the Kane side. <laughs> When they got the first penalty of the game, I do not mind our first fan, power play. Right, I do not mind fans doing that. I that's fine. Fans want to do that. Go ahead. My biggest issue is that in the media, it's almost like we're goading right. players into talking about it. Like I appreciate right. Dougie Hamilton, um, right, for saying that's on us. It's on us. It's not on them. We can't be looking for calls. And I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing it because I don't think he was that, uh, def, you know, definitive about that. Oh no, no, yeah, I'm with you on this. Like I'm saying, yeah, the media makes it a bigger deal. Fans are fans are always going to be upset when a call isn't made. You know, and and, and you know they were right about those calls last night. Um, they probably should have been called. But um, yeah, it's like the media is like either they're either they're trying to get someone to say something they shouldn't, or they're just stoking the the fire for the fans. Which I don't think, you know, either one of that is the media's job. Right, right. See, here's the thing: I wasn't even sure that those those calls had to be made um, because it was clear they weren't going to call anything in the third yesterday. Yeah, you know, because yeah, it, we always we always forget when the Hurricanes get away with a call. So Brady Shea on Tanner Kiro, when it's three two already, and Kiro is coming in and he's got the puck, and Shea looked like he came from underneath, but it looked like he made contact on the hands first. And matter of fact, they there uh, there was a whistle right after the play. And uh, Kiro turned to the referee and like got me on the hands, uh, and Shay just pushed him away. That's fine. Like you're going to get away with. You, sometimes you're going to get away with it. Um, now mm-hmm. whether Svechnikov was tripped, maybe I don't know. It's hard yeah, to that, tell from the camera angle that we had. Right. I think the tro- that, that's the one that that's the one I was thinking of. I think the Trocheck one was probably worse. Because uh, it happened right at the side of the goal, and there wasn't a congestion of players around there. Um, but maybe they also thought that Svechnikov tried to dive. I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying. I just it the non calls didn't bother me the way it bothered a lot of other people. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it. Yeah, me neither. So, because. Ultimately, it's not why they I, lost look, the game. I, we need more non-calls. I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> I am a, I'm a proponent of non-calls. <laughs> I want less calls. I want less officiating. 
every sport is over officiated right now. I need less officiating. So <laughs> play ons are good with me and they keep the clock running. Hey, I, which love, I like. Gosh, I love when the clock's running. Uh, all right, we got a busy week with uh, Florida in for two, Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, and I'm declaring it right here. Uh, if you want to, uh, if you want to finish first, uh, at the very least, if you want home ice advantage over Florida in the first round of the playoffs, this is a big, this is a, a big two game sequence. Uh, and the Hurricanes, I think, need a minimum of three, but I think they need four points. All right. Well, let's <laughs> uh, you know, let's see if they can do it. Uh, I think Florida's a really good team. I've liked them all year. Uh, I, you know, even without Ekblad, I think they still have some, uh, some good, good players who like, they, you know, they got, I think they had a really balanced team. That was the one thing I like about them is they got some skill on their team. They got some veterans. They got a little bit of a, of a grit factor to them. They get good goaltending. So I like their team a lot. The only part about their team, I think that Carolina is much better, uh, is I don't think their defense especially with Ekblad out. I don't think their defense mm-hmm. is great. Um, too much Uyghur, too much uh, Strawman. I just don't think their defense. Yandel is good. Um, I think Ratko Gudis has been good for them. Uh, but I, th- I think Carolina can, uh, can uh, bother their blue line, especially without Ekblad. But their forward group, forget about the high-skilled guys. Forget about the Huberdeau and... Uh, right. Bar- Barkov. Barkov. Those guys are elite players and some of the best in the league. I think the difference in this team the, from the, uh, last year to this year, uh, Hornquist, Verhage, and the way Frank Vetrano is playing. I think those guys mm-hmm. make Florida good. Um, so if Carolina can control the play a little bit like they did tonight, I think Carolina has a great chance to uh, to win both games. Uh, but if Florida does what Florida can do, which is control the puck and use their speed and their grittiness, because Hornquist has been a complete game changer for them. Um, but I think Carolina's defense is just better. Uh, and if they play the way they did tonight, because the top four were just awesome, awesome in the game. The top four, I mean... Hamilton and Slavin were great. Pesci and Shea were great. Um, and they played a ton, which is exactly what they're going to need. Uh, I'll say it one more time. Still think they need a fifth defenseman. Uh, we'll talk more about that this week. We're, uh, what are we, down to our last 10 days before the uh, deadline? Or is, is it's a week, right? I don't know. I don't even. I don't even know what the date of it is. So I'm, I'm just waiting until it's over so we can just talk about what happened. Instead of trying to guess, uh, no. The fun, the the fun is guessing. The fun is the speculation. Is it? I think so. I love it. Is it? Oh, I love it. Okay. I I eat it up, man. NHL radio. I'm more all like day long. I'm more like just tell me when it happens. Just tell <laughs> me what happened, and uh, we can talk about it then. Well, I'll let you know when it happens. All right. Cool. All right. Let go back know. to washing bottles. And now I'm done. Oh, I you're done. All, I got it all. Yeah, we got it all taken care of. Good for you. Um, I'm I'm watching the Angels and the White Sox right now. Apparently, Otani got hurt. Shohei Otani, did he get hurt? Apparently, yes. Apparently, he absolutely murdered a baseball earlier yeah. in the game. Yes. Um, so I want to see that. They were just showing pictures of the old Angels Stadium, which the, was pretty cool. The Big A. Yeah, with the big A. Yeah, oh, exactly. Oh man, I love the big A. <laughs> this, this, you gotta. They, I love how they put the Angels on TV early in the season when they can justify putting the Angels on TV. <laughs> yes. So he homered and like, threw a pitch 101 miles an hour tonight. Golly, what he hurt? Do we know what he hurt? No, I'm. Uh, I really don't know. Uh, okay. I don't. Know. Here comes Pujols. He's still in the league. That's that is amazing to me. Can he walk? He, he he got to the plate. He walked to the plate, so that's good. Well, good for him. Uh. <laughs> he could barely walk. Yeah, he could can't barely. run. Uh, he was a uh, Otani walked back to back batters 
uh, in the fifth with two outs. Uh, he threw a wild pitch. Um, uh, Otani jumped to try and catch the throw back home, but uh, landed awkwardly on Jose Abreu. Better than Jose Abreu landing awkwardly on you. Uh, and uh, he, he was pulled from the game. So I don't know if it's that bad, but they took him out of the game. On that note, it's uh, it's time to call it a, a Sunday night, Alec Campbell. Perfect. Sounds good. All right. I hope, you, uh, I hope you had a good weekend. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> yes, we'll do it. Uh, we, we will talk what? very soon. All right, man. I meant that. I was being sincere. Oh, I, I understand your sincerity. I understand your sincerity. We'll uh, we'll talk. We'll, we might even talk tomorrow. We will. We will. <laughs> All right, man. I'll talk to you. All right. Later. I wonder how many of you stick around for the end. I mean, does, does the end even justify uh, sticking around? I don't even know. Anyway, it's, uh, it's the Canes Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold. We're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. Roofing, windows, entry doors. Do you know the difference between a bay and a bow window? I don't. I've been doing commercials for the Aluminum Company for like four years. I have no clue. One of them is boxed. One of them is bowed. Maybe the bow window is the one that's... No, actually, I think the bow window is boxed. I don't know. I really don't. Uh, but Sammy Hanna and his crew do, so you should go check him out online, aluminumcompany.com. Florida 26-9 and 4, 56 points in 39 games. They lead the division. Tampa 26-10 and 2, uh, 54 points in 38 games. They are second. Carolina 25-9 and 3. Uh, that's 53 points in 37 games. Florida is 17, is plus 17. Tampa Bay is plus 16. Carolina is plus 16. And Florida has uh, a 718 um, point percentage. Carolina 716. Colorado is tops in the league at 730. That team. That team is a bunch of badasses. They are good. They are really good. I hope the Hurricanes play Colorado in the Stanley Cup Finals. All right, we got to go. Uh, it's the Kane's Quarter Podcast. Give us a rating. Give us a review. Uh, give us five stars because you like it. Uh, or or don't give us a rating at all. Uh, but just follow us wherever you get your podcast. We'll talk to you after the Canes and the Florida Panthers on Tuesday. Good night. You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. Don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sports Fan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. Thanks again for listening to the Canes Corner Podcast. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.